Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV, that's believe, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Polina Edmonds, and today's episode is uh, analysis breakdown of four continents that just happened this past weekend in Colorado Springs. It was really awesome to be there again for my podcast in person, as well as I was doing um, some work for Skating Magazine. So uh, always nice to be busy at these internationals and to have Four Continents in the U.S. was very awesome. Four Continents is a very dear competition to me because I won it in 2015 and that was my first big senior international gold. So definitely a sentimental time for me to be back for the first time. Um, This competition was at very high altitude. Uh, It was like, I think like 6,800 feet um, in Colorado Springs, which is very, very difficult on the body. Um, So we saw how difficult it was for the competitors. I'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of everything. Um, But something cool to note about Four Continents. So this year, they actually just implemented uh, an ISU camp for novices. Uh, And so Basically, they took the top four novices from all the countries who participate in four continents. Uh, And this was an offer that went out to every country. So not every country did actually send their athletes, but I think there were 13 countries participating, which was really cool. And then the U.S. had their top six novices, um, I believe. And essentially, the kids all get to be there. They all get to wear, you know, their country's clothing um, and they kind of do a camp for the first half of the day in the Colorado Springs uh, training ice rinks and then by the time the second half of the day comes they get to go watch all of the events in person and cheer on for their country so I definitely think it's a really cool camp um, and it was awesome seeing the kids run around uh, and be able to watch all of this great skating firsthand. All right so let's get right into the analyses of the events. I'm going to start with women um, and go through the top six there, plus our Americans. So in first place, we had Hain Lee from Korea, um, who skated so elegantly to win the first place medal at Four Continents. She skated really well in the short program. She had a solid skate. Um, She did a triple X, triple toe, a triple flip, a double axle. She had great speed and ice coverage right from the start of her program. Uh, Really good flow throughout. With that solid short program, she set herself very well for the free skate, which she came in and did a clean free skate. Uh, She did a double axle, triple toe, a triple let's triple toe, um, and she really just survived her program, you know, in altitude. uh, Everybody across all four disciplines was surviving her program. So um, 
her smile at the last few jumping passes when she was landing everything was amazing to see. Uh, she just had beautiful skating, so she definitely was tired at the end, but she finished great. Um, so I was really happy to see a clean performance, um, even under uh, the difficult circumstances. So big congrats to Hyun Lee. In second place, we had Yalem Kim from Korea, um, who skated a very solid short program to win she won with 72 points um, she did a big triple s triple toe a double axle and a triple flip and they were all just so solid something to note about her triple s triple toe while it is huge she is taking off the inside edge um, so this is something that i really would like to see her correct especially if she's going to be winning these types of competitions um, but overall it was amazing to watch her stunning in a bower at the end of her program. I'm so happy to see skaters like her and um, a few others bring in a bowers um, and those types of moments into programs again. I do want to see her connect a little bit more with her music throughout the program. Um, but again, in altitude, very difficult. In the free skate, she skated really well. She did another triple let's triple toe, a double axle. Um, and she, she kind of kept landing everything her one mistake was popping her sow cow at the end of her program she was really tired at the end so you could see that pop was because of that um but unfortunately with that mistake she lost the title and ended up being in second um so again the real champion needs to skate to a clean program so yalem definitely lost the opportunity with that uh, but it was awesome to see her fight throughout her program she was definitely tired at the end and she was conserving her energy and pacing herself throughout um, she skated really well so a uh, big congratulations to get second place at four continents in third place, we had Mona Chiba from Japan, uh, who I just love. She's so beautiful to watch. In her short program, she skated a clean program. She did a double axle, triple let's triple toe, and a triple flip. So calm and beautiful. Uh, her triple let's is also taking off the wrong edge, though, so she really needs to watch that. She needs to fix that. Again, I want to see ladies with the proper edges um, ending up on the podium. But her beautiful step sequence was just amazing to watch. She, she really takes her time throughout the choreography and emotes at the end of her program. Her program felt very polished and I feel like she brings uh, really good ice coverage throughout her skating as well. Um, one thing I loved as well was her pearl spin in her layback. So that stunning pearl position uh, is amazing and I love that she holds that. But when she brings her foot up to the hair cutter before the bailman, she needs to fix that positioning because right now that is it's an unesthetic moment uh, within that layback spin. 67 felt a little bit low in that short program for me, honestly. In the free skate, she also skated a beautiful clean program. Triple let's triple toe. Again, it was a flutz, but it was beautifully done. Um, she does a, the beautiful back pearl again. A gorgeous catch foot camel. Um, really strong program. She had a gorgeous spiral moment. Uh, so really big congratulations to see her end up on the podium here she is one of the junior grand prix girls um, that was performing earlier this season so to watch her land on the four continents podium is amazing in fourth place another skater i loved was Cheon kim from korea who skated a clean short program it was so strong amazing triple let's triple toe double axle from a difficult wally transition she lands right on the beat of her music and a very solid triple flip um, the one thing i did want to see her fix though is her hair cutter position uh, the positioning is really unesthetic uh, she needs to arch back um, and kind of move her hips forward rather than just bringing her foot to her head 
Um, but it was a really strong, solid skate, uh, and she's been clean all season, so it was great to watch her continue that uh, with a great mentality in the short program. She covers the ice really well, and I thought the program was a good and creative style for her. In the free skate, she did a triple let's triple toe to start, and it was very strong, um, but by the end of the program, she started to lose steam. She fell on her triple flip and was definitely tired on her step sequence, so I could definitely see how challenging the altitude was for her, and I think it's... Um, Again, just important to note that this is a skater we've been seeing clean all season. Um, and so uh, I just really dislike competitions at altitude because I don't think it shows um, every skater's best. But I'll talk a little bit more about that uh, later on. Uh, she was great, and I think her technique is really good. So um, fourth place finish from her, not too shabby. In fifth place, we had Rinko Watanabe from Japan. Um, and in the short program, her triple axle did not have enough height or speed, so she missed it. Uh, it was a good attempt, though. She then did a triple let's triple toe uh, and a triple loop. That was very solid. On her let's toe, I think she needs more speed and flow throughout the jumps. It starts to get kind of in one spot. Um, so that's one thing I would like to see her do. Um, and she does need to work on her spin speed a bit as well, but her step sequence is amazing, and she's just so gorgeous to watch on the ice. She wasn't quite as fast as other skaters. Um, she needs more speed and ice coverage. The Tango de Roxanne theme for her short program is just such a great choice for her because she's very powerful and intense to it. Um, and so it's just, it's really enjoyable to watch live. Her fly on her flying sit also needs a lot of work technique wise. Um, she's not hitting a proper flying sit position. Uh, so I also think that points for that spin need to be uh, put appropriately by the judges. In the free skate, she did her triple axle. It was out of cue, but she landed it very well. Um, her triple loop, triple toe, her toe, because she doesn't have enough flow on it, it almost starts looking like a slight toe axle to me. Um, so that's something that I do want to see her improve on. Um, again, that flow is important for that reason. Uh, she then had a mental lapse with a single let's into her double axle sequence. Um, and then the rest of her program was well done and clean from then on. So uh, unfortunately, she had a few mental mistakes, um, but it was a strong skate other than that. Um, and she skates just beautifully classic on the ice. I do want to see a little bit more emotional connection with the music rather than the focus on the jumps. But again, high altitude, hard to do that, I know. Um, so yeah. And in sixth place, we had Brady Chanel from the U.S., um, who opened with a clean short program uh, in terms of landing everything. Well done, Mentelli from Brady. She did a triple let's triple toe at the start, a triple flip, and a very strong double axle. Um, worth mentioning that the triple let's triple toe was definitely about a half turn short on the toe loop, so uh, she definitely needs to improve that. And then the triple lutz, I am noticing that she seems to be taking off an inside edge as well. So that is something that she really, really needs to pay attention to um, and fix as she continues to compete on the national and international stage. She has a stunningly back hair cutter and her Bielman positions. They're all beautiful in that layback. Um, she just has amazing speed on her spins and she does have a lot of aesthetic positions, which I really appreciate. Um, and again, this was just a great show of mental strength for her. Uh, you know, just she has to keep taking it step by step. And I think this program is great for her. It really highlights her best qualities. Um, I do think that the 69 points was a bit high for that uh, cheated combination jump. Um, but it did set her up for the free skate in which she also skated a clean program in terms of landing everything. So again, uh, the tenacity and the mental strength that she's building is fantastic. Um, 
She opened with a triple let's triple toe. She also did a double axle triple toe later. Um, and most of her jumps did seem to be a quarter short. So she is having a rotation uh, issues right now. Again, in the comeback, it takes time. She still needs more time to come back all the way. But what's most impressive to me is to see those two clean programs from her. Yes, she had under rotations and yes, she had um, some doubles in her program, but the mental practice for her is great. And it does take time again to be fully back stronger. Um, the inside edges on her Lutzes are pretty obvious though. So she really needs to concentrate on that. Uh, other U.S. ladies I want to mention as well. So we had Amber Glenn from the U.S. who in the short program did an amazing triple flip, triple toe. The speed, the flow, the ice coverage uh, from where me and some other people were sitting in the far corner. Um, it should have been a plus five. <laughs> so it was amazing to watch live. Uh, she then does a beautiful double axle, but she put her hand down again in that triple loop, which was definitely disappointing to see because uh, she could have won it all with that program in the short, at least. Uh, her step sequence, she does start to get tired, though, so she needs to kind of figure out how to pace herself better um, because I know that's been uh, kind of happening all season. Um, and she needs to push and just cover more ice in the step sequence. It really starts to shrink and she's just not moving as far as, and I think that that's something she definitely needs for Worlds. In the free skate, uh, she did a triple axel. There was kind of a tentativeness going into it and then she flipped out on the landing. Um, so again, just an attempt from her. She then did a triple flip double toe instead of her typical triple flip triple toe and then she fell on her triple sow um, so there were some mental mistakes at the beginning um, and then she hit everything else really well uh, she does a gorgeous in a bower as well uh, in her program so it's it's beautiful to see that kind of spiral choreographic sequence um, but with those mistakes uh, that was a very big loss of opportunity for amber to be on the podium and we also had isabel levito who competed in the short program and then withdrew in the free skate. Um, as far as the short program, she did her triple flip, her double axle, and her triple let's triple toe. Um, I have to say it was really evident watching against uh, the strong Japanese and Korean girls who all have uh, really good technique in terms of posture and they don't use the extra muscles. Uh, they don't twist their upper bodies to make them jump. Uh, and even though there's a few... Uh, edge issues with the Japanese and Korean girls as well. Um, overall, their technique is much better uh, than a lot of the top technique we've been seeing just from the Russian women over the last few years, um, as well as somebody like Isabeau, who does have a major lean forward in between jumps and on the takeoffs. Uh, and so for the triple let's triple toe again, uh, it was just not the most beautiful to watch after watching the other skaters hit so well um, and she clearly was trying really hard to hit so uh, it was awesome to see her mental strength be able to skate a clean short program so well done to her on that part uh, the program patterns in the short program for her though they just don't quite cover enough ice uh, sitting there live you can kind of notice that more than on the screen um, but from where I was sitting with some other coaches in the corner uh, we noticed that she really didn't come to this one side of the rink uh, where her triple let's triple toe is that's kind of one of the only times she even comes to that side of the rink the rest of the time she's mostly in the middle or the other side um, so she really needs to fill out her patterns more uh, in this program specifically I think the way the program was constructed just doesn't do that for her 
she did get 71 points. Um, I will say that components-wise, I felt like she was a bit mechanical going through the motions here. Um, I'm not really feeling her movement to this program, so she needs to work on connecting with the music more and making it more natural for her. Again, this was altitude, um, so it, it's very difficult to kind of show your best components. Um, so I think that's just something that she needs to uh, focus on showing at Worlds, where she will be at sea level. She did withdraw for illness after the free skate, uh, which was unfortunate because um, she very well could have been on the podium here, uh, but hopefully she is healthy and ready for Worlds. All right, now for the men. Uh, I'm going to talk about the top five men as well as our Americans. So in first place, we had Kaomura from Japan, uh, who in the short program... He did put his hands down on his quad sal with kind of a scratchy landing at the beginning, but then he did a solid triple axle and a beautiful quad toe triple toe, um, and he had great energy throughout his step sequence, a lot of Spanish choreography, so uh, he really is so impressive when he hits his quads. And then in the free skate, he skated a clean program. Uh, the triple axle, triple sal was outstanding at the beginning, um, and the program theme is to Beauty and the Beast, and I really just love this program. It's been great to watch all season. I love his spread eagle uh, and his music and the way that he just poured emotion into the ending of his free skate. Uh, it was electric to watch. So uh, clean skate. He's such a fighter. Um, it was outstanding to watch him win. In second place, we had Keegan Messing from Canada, uh, who was also such a joy to watch here. In the short program, he fell on his quad toe, uh, but then he did an amazing triple axle and then a triple X triple toe that he fought for. Uh, his speed is just incredible. It was such a fun program, and he really sells it, and he plays to the audience. Um, and his spin speed is just outstanding, too. Um, so he set himself up well for the free skate, and in the free skate, he skated a clean program uh, with two quads, two triple axles and just the giganticest death drop you've ever seen. It was uh, just electric again to watch this program as well live. Um, it just gorgeous spread eagles. You know, the, the quality was great and he was so strong. Um, his artistic expression is really fun to watch. He has great skating skills. It was a heartfelt performance to a uh, home. Um, so yeah, an outstanding finish um, to his most likely last season uh, with the silver medal at Four Continents. So congratulations to Keegan. In third place, we had Shun Sato from Japan, uh, who also skated so well. So in the short program, he did a triple X, triple toe, uh, quad toe fall. Um, and he, he really just, I felt like he needs to work on his skating presence a little bit more. He wasn't quite as refined in the short program, uh, which is easy to say when you don't have a clean skate. Uh, but in the free skate, he did do a clean program, and it was so impressive. He did three quads, including a quad Lutz, which is just phenomenal, as well as two triple axles. Um, and it was just so impressive. He was really on. So well done to him, and congratulations on that third place medal. In fourth place, we had Junwon Cha from Korea. Uh, who in the short program did a quad sow, a triple X, triple loop. He did fall on that. And then a solid triple axel. Um, he does slow down a lot before his jumps. He has a bad telegraphing um, thing that he does as well as like kind of scratching. So he really needs to attack um, now that he's growing and he's kind of like maturing as an athlete and just as a human. He needs to have that speed and flow that he has going into his first quad. In the free skate, uh, he did a beautiful quad sow to start and then he fell on his quad toe um, and he had 
a few mistakes there with a pop into another axle as well. So um, he definitely, his technique needs to be adjusted uh, with his growth in height. Um, he really just needs to fix that telegraphing and uh, because it will help him be able to do those hard jumps, especially as the program continues um, without needing to expend so much energy. Um, but his skating is beautiful to watch. His presentation on the ice is wonderful. And he does such a gorgeous in a bower at the end of his free skate. And it's just, it's the best. So I love watching skaters include these in a bowers. Um, in fifth place as well, we had Mikhail Shaidora from Kazakhstan, who uh, was such a gem for me to watch this for the first time in person. Uh, his technique is amazing. In his free skate, he did a quad toe, triple toe, quad sow, um, a triple axle, another quad toe, half loop, triple sow. Um, so he was just on fire. And he definitely, his components are not as strong as his technical, so that's something that he really needs to work on now because, uh, as we know, it's not just about the jumps, it's about the full package, um, but as far as his jumps go, they are amazing. The technique is so pure and so classic, and that's the type of jumps that should be getting the real high GOEs. Um, important to note that his coach is Olympic champion Alexei Urmanov, and you can really see uh, the similar similarities in their jump technique. Um, and it is so impressive that uh, his coach was able to pass that on to his student. Um, the clean program as well was very impressive. So he just needs to work on that presentation because he could honestly win it all um, on the world stage if he works on making his components catch up to the quality of his jumps. And our other U.S. men. Um, so Jimmy Ma, who finished third after the short program with such an impressive short to Swan Lake. He did a quad toe. I was massive in height. And then a very solid triple let's triple toe and a triple axle. Uh, his step sequence was just amazing. Um, so I'm so happy that he was rewarded for that. And he was sitting in third after the short. In his free skate, he lost focus. Um, and he had some pops. And he had a fall on his quad. So... Uh, he lost the chance to be on the podium, but that short program was amazing. Maxime Nomov from the U.S. also participated. Um, he did miss his quads in both the short and the free skate, so that was definitely disappointing uh, to see, but he did do his triple axles. Um, he has a beautiful cannonball position. I love his short program to glimpse of us, um, and he just has great ice coverage, great speed, makes gorgeous lines, um, has really great posture in both programs. Uh, the free skate is also really unique to Odessa, so I love watching it. Um, I'm really excited to see him progress next season. Uh, it's disappointing that he didn't deliver in both of his programs here, but uh, it's a great experience for him. He is young and uh, he has really strong content, so he's a really promising guy for the U.S. We also had Liam Kapikis from the U.S. Um, who struggled here at Four Continents. Uh, he made mistakes in both the short and the free skate, um, so he really needs to work on his mental confidence coming to these competitions and being able to execute. Um, and he needs to work on his component side of his skating as well. He really needs to work on the artistry and the softness of his skating. He gets really stiff, and I think that's a part of him also being nervous. Um, so they really need to work on that with him. And they really need to work on ice coverage with him. Uh, he needs just to fill everything out more. Um, another person that stood out to me was uh, Rakat Brelian from Kazakhstan. So in terms of the technical, he's, he's 
a weaker skater uh, because he doesn't have uh, the high technical content in the jumps. But just the quality of his skating is outstanding. He has so much freedom of movement. He has great ice coverage and flow. Um, I was smiling watching uh, his program, especially in the short, because it's just really enjoyable to watch skaters like that play to the audience and just have great presence on the ice, regardless of how they do um, on the technical. Another skater that was super fun to watch in both programs uh, was Koshira Shimada, who in the short program has such a fun, jazzy program. Um, and his just smile and his like full effort to perform the choreography is awesome to watch from an audience perspective. And in the free skate, uh, he skated really strong. Actually, he had a quad. Uh, he did a triple axel. Um, and he, he was fighting till the end. And he just has this amazing little choreographed moment uh, with Charlie Chaplin impressions uh, in the middle of the program. And he's just so expressive and you could just see how much, again, he's enjoying to be on the ice. So I loved watching him. That is it for the men. Uh, to talk about the pairs, I'm going to talk quickly about the top three. So in first place, we had Riko Mira and Ryuji Kara from Japan, um, who were so impressive to watch live here once again. Um, they had some mistakes in both the short and the free skate, some uh, a fall as well as like some bobbles, um, but they're just so enjoyable to watch live. They're so strong. Um, they survived their program. When you saw uh, Ryuchi fall to his knees and not be able to breathe, um, as well as Riku, like she was also just, they were both struggling to get up. Um, it honestly was really uncomfortable to watch. It this is like a prime example of how skaters really do feel at altitude um and i it seems obviously that some skaters kind of handle it better than others uh, but regardless i just don't think that it's worth having competitions at high altitude like that seeing how uh, they both were just collapsed on the ice like struggling to get up and then even when they got off the ice uh Ryuchi was crawling into the kiss and cry and they just couldn't catch their breath um and so I just think that's dangerous and again I'll, I'll go into that in a little bit but um I'm really proud of them for pushing through <laughs> and uh, I'm really excited to watch them at Worlds. In second place we had Emily Chan and Spencer Howe from the U.S. Um, who skated a pretty strong short program. They did have one mistake um on the triple toe side by side uh, Spencer fell on it uh, but I think watching their step sequence they put so much energy into it and then their side by side spins at the very end of the program were just incredible perfectly timed together um, so they set themselves up well for the free skate and in the free skate they skated a clean program um, and I think my favorite part of watching it was just the emotion that they both brought to it they uh really connected to the music they skate to ghost um and emily is just uh, so pretty to watch on the ice she's so gentle and has great posture and extension and uh spencer compliments her very well and also has a uh, great strength and elegance on the ice and so to watch them both emote together uh and just connect to each other and connect to the music was amazing so they were my favorite free skate to watch um, of the day and I'm so happy that they were rewarded for it and have a silver medal going into Worlds. In third place we had Deanna Stilato Dudek and Maxime Deschamps picked uh, but they survived as well and I know they were really relieved to be done with competing um, in altitude. Uh, so it was I think my favorite part about watching them specifically is that Deanna just has this 
intensity and command on the ice and you can tell that she really pumps her partner up and uh the two of them just attack and it's it's just awesome watching that character and that strength and that confidence in themselves um and I think that she just has such a fighting spirit and so it's it's just really impressive uh to watch that and I'm I cheer for them for that reason and last but not least, uh, we also had the dance event. Um, so for the dance event, in terms of the rhythm dances, um, honestly, no one really strikes me as great and excelling in this theme this season. Uh, I just don't think anybody really embodies the beauty and the authenticity of ballroom and that style on the ice. I know that it's really hard to transfer those moves onto the ice, but honestly, the only person I've seen successfully do it well has been uh, Isabella Flores at US Championships. That was my favorite rhythm dance uh, to this theme of the season. But regardless, I think in commonality for all of the teams, what I noticed was that um, they're all trying really hard to be sharp and strong. Uh, because in Latin movement, with that type of uh, loud and, and um, sassy music, you need a lot of sharp, strong movements. But what people are missing is the combination of the soft moments with the sharp. I think everybody's trying way too hard to be sharp and strong the whole time. And so by the end of their programs, they're just trying to hit and it, it doesn't have enough soft fluidity in their body movement. Um, so they need some soft moments with the body. They need some soft moments with their arms to contrast with that. And that's that's really going to make um, them stand out way more in this theme. But in terms of the free dances, uh, we'll start with the champions, Maddie Chalk and Evan Bates. Um, so this program is one they've been developing all season. Again, it's the, com the complimation of uh, air and fire. Honestly, I think for me, after watching the two Canadian teams, um, the power and the freedom of movement doesn't feel as real with them. Um, it just it was felt a little bit more choreographed in terms of the movement. Um, I think Maddie's passion in her skating um, comes out with her again trying to be really strong in movement. But I would love to see more of a soft back, more fluidity within her arms. That's just how I felt with this program, but I love, love, love their uh, split section. Um, that little move that they do is amazing to watch um, aesthetically. Um, however, I feel like a lot of their movements were definitely a little bit more simple, um, so I didn't quite see the same uh, creativity and complexity as the other teams. Um, so I don't know. I think they, they definitely need to bring it at Worlds if they want to get that world title because the competition is really, really strong against them um, from the Canadian teams. In second place, we had Lawrence Fournier Biduri and Nikolai Sorensen, um, and I really liked them. So in the free dance, oh, oh my God, they were just so stunning to watch. Uh, she does such a great job of being seductive and graceful and so aesthetic on the ice uh, it was a spanish themed program i loved her costume and her skirt um, but what struck me most about them was their power uh, their confidence and sureness in their movement their ice coverage was just amazing and every step they made they moved so far so quickly um, you could just tell how sure of themselves they were and i really liked the combination for her like the soft delicate movements along with the strong um, it was just so aesthetically beautiful the entire time it was gorgeous choreography it was honestly my favorite free dance of the day in third place we had marjorie lahoy and zachary laga from 
Canada, um, who also in their free dance, I, I really liked it. Uh, this was my first time seeing them live as well. And um, sh- she just has beautiful, gentle skating. Like their, their program was so emotional. Uh, it just had a gorgeous ending with like beautiful fast spin lifts throughout and, and the gorgeous layback spin um, at the end. And uh, he is also like so light and quick. Um, so their partnership, I think, is is really well balanced. Um, and it was just a really aesthetic piece and it was very balletic. And I appreciated the authenticity in the ballet movement. Um, they're both very uh, obviously classically trained. So I really appreciate watching that, especially in ice dance. Also going to talk about our other U.S. teams. So we had Anthony Ponomarenko and Christina Carrera, um, who in their free dance, I love their free dance. It's so gorgeous. Uh, it's summertime. It's so romantic. I think Christina really looks so beautiful in every moment here. And Anthony also excels at like the gentle movements with the music. Um, so the program was uh, choreographed really well for them. Um, and I think this is like their perfect style. This is where they really shine. They're so strong and gorgeous to watch. Um, so I think that they should keep chasing this style as and building off this style as they continue over the next few years. Um, but yeah, I thought that it was wonderful. So uh, I think they were scored pretty low in the free dance, uh, which was disappointing to see just because I think from an aesthetic point, um, they are very, very strong in terms of our U.S. dance teams uh, with this free dance. We also had Caroline Green and Michael Parsons, who were right on the heels of Anthony and Christina. In the rhythm dance, Michael did uh, fall in the step sequence, so that kind of put them back right away. But their free dance is to Rhapsody in Blue, and it's it's beautifully choreographed. Uh, I love the choreography and the packaging for them. It, it shines them in the best light. So I think that uh, this is just a great choreographed dance for them as well. They scored 115 in the free dance. Um, so they were off the podium, which I know is disappointing for them. Uh, but I will say I thought that uh, the Canadian teams were really strong and they were just really, really aesthetic and classically trained in actual dance on the floor. Uh, and you could see that with their posture and their arm movement and their um, extension. And so I honestly thought that they were really strong. Um, and it was really interesting to watch our Americans against uh, them at this competition. Overall, I think the event was strong in all four disciplines, uh, which was amazing to see. Uh, Everyone participated. uh, But, you know, I think the lack of overall quality is evident because of the altitude. So getting into this, um, so I've competed at both Colorado Springs many times, as well as uh, Mexico City, which was the highest altitude I'd ever competed in. It was at almost 9,000 feet, um, which is really absurd, honestly, for a competition. Uh, And I don't think enough people really speak out about this, but you just don't get the same quality of performance when you come to altitude, especially if you don't train at altitude and you're coming from somewhere like that. Uh, There's just not enough oxygen in the air. And so you might be able to survive your program. You might be able to land all of your jumps, but you're not going to be able to give the quality of components that you could give at lower altitude or at sea level. Um, And so I really think the ISC needs to stop having competitions at high altitude like this because we're not showcasing skaters best when we do that. And it's also dangerous for the athletes. Uh, Watching a lot of these skaters collapse to their knees after their free skates, their free dances, their... It it just is uncomfortable for a lot of the viewers to watch because it, it looks dangerous. It doesn't look funny. 
Um, and it, it is dangerous. I mean, they could easily give a skater a heart attack with that. Uh, you're pushing so hard physically for four minutes of your program, and then you just stop, and the lactic acid hit, hits, and you have to fall to your knees because you can't physically hold yourself up. Um, and, and that could easily do a lot more damage than just being out of breath after your free skate. Um, and the amount of time it takes to recover after, uh, I also think is is really important to note. You know, you have skaters in the kiss and cry that are still out of breath, that are drinking water, but they can't breathe. And they're going into the mix zone even 10 minutes after, and they're still just like exhausted and they haven't recovered. So I just am really not a fan of altitude in general. Um, and something that was interesting, I was talking with actually Diana Stellato Dudek about this uh, in the mix zone and she was kind of telling uh, all of the reporters that they wanted to come the the night before the competition because they wanted to be in altitude the least amount of time as possible. Diana was saying that uh, this is researched, um, it's not just her opinion, um, essentially a normal person takes about three days to acclimate to altitude and um, an athlete takes 30 days to acclimate um, so, and the reasoning for this is because uh, the physical activity in athlete is obviously much more than your average everyday modern person. And the level of intensity within our athletic training is uh, so, so much more than your average everyday person maybe going to the gym. Um, and so for, especially for stamina sports, um, it is just such a drastic uh, difference. And the difficulty is immensely um, increased at altitude. And for skaters that are coming uh, for the week before or two weeks before, it still is not uh, enough to fully acclimate to be able to perform at your peak as if you were at sea level. The reasoning is that your blood just can't recover quick enough without the oxygen. Um, so having competitions at altitude uh, is just not the best thing for athletes. So I really want them to stop doing that. Another thing, watching the programs live, I think there needs to be changes in the rules. Um, in order for viewership to increase, I know it's really declining. And, and the reason is because, you know, everybody looks the same now. The the rules for spins, for step sequences, uh, taking out choreographed spiral sequence, all this stuff, it's, it's supposed to be the free program. Um, and there just isn't enough freedom anymore in it. Uh, the creativity is gone. Uh, you know, the short programs, I think, if they want to make things more technical... Uh, they could have certain rules for the short programs. Sure, give give them all these constraints that they have to work around. But in the free skate, there really needs to be way more lenience in terms of uh, choreography, in terms of rules with um, the step sequences and the spins, especially. I think we need to bring back spirals. You know, watching people do these in hours and taking the time to put that in, that's what skating is. You know, skating is a gorgeous long spiral that is held long enough for people to start clapping and not, you know, a second to show flexibility onto something else, onto something else, onto something else. Um, you know, basic spins that are held in beautiful positions, time to the music. That's what people really clap for. When you see a layback held for like 10 turns in a gorgeous position, not when you see it in transition for two turns on its way to an ugly position just to get a level. Um, so I really think, you know, even in step sequences, we have so many rules now for turns, multi-directions, types of like difficult edges and upper body and, and nobody can really hit that well 
you know, step sequences take so long and you have to get through all of these hurdles. And so most of them are not, you know, well-timed in the music. Most of them are not the freedom of skating so enjoyable to watch. Um, so I think all of these levels and rules they keep creating is, is just making skating boring, is just making skating a bit less attractive to watch because they're trying to hit all of these things. So, uh, you know, we want to see things like delayed axles again, you know, put people's strengths on the line in terms of real skating ability and, and the uniqueness of what they offer, uh, what they can bring to the table. Um, you know, we, we need to make free programs free again. I posted this about like spins on Instagram and I got some good reception on it. I have a lot of people talking about it to me as well. And I'm definitely hoping to interview some more coaches and skaters down the line that can give their two cents on this topic and also give ideas about how we can make changes for this. So yeah, overall, uh, it was an amazing competition to be at. I think um, something that the U.S. needs to pay attention to is just, um, you know, supporting all of our athletes and not putting all of our eggs in one basket. I think something that was disappointing to watch at this international again in our home country was that um, there was clearly, you know, one favorite in each discipline and the rest were just kind of left to fend for themselves. When, when our skaters do well internationally, we need to cheer for them. We need to cover them in the media, you know, even if it's just a great short program. Um, this sport is so difficult. So when there is a great skate, we need more coverage and we need more praise on that. Um, I think the pressure for athletes who are coming in as the favorites is immense and especially for our younger athletes it's really difficult for them to handle that Um, and we've already had you know historically issues with young skaters who were propped up super heavily you know early in their careers who kind of just ended up succumbing to the pressure or uh, leaving the sport because they didn't want to kind of be in that spotlight anymore and so um, I just really feel that the U.S. needs to be very careful and they need to uh, support all of their strong skaters and not just put all of this pressure and all of this expectation on uh, one skater in each discipline so that's my two cents every single skater needs to be ready to come play Uh, every single skater that participates in competition um, needs to believe that they have a chance to win if they skate well Um, and regardless of who you're competing against every single skater uh, needs to focus on their individual performance and not about beating any other athlete or you know ending up on a certain place in the podium I think Um, individually every skater needs to focus on themselves and being better than their last competition um, in terms of their own performance and uh, they can't control the scores they can't control the outcome Uh, but when we start favoritizing athletes who do either make mistakes earlier in the season but still awarded points or uh, you know just give them crowns before they've really achieved that much um, it's it's just causing a lack of reality in these athletes heads and it's also going to uh, really harm their mental health um, down the line to know that there's more at play than just their performance so that's kind of my two cents on um, I just me wanting the U.S. to support every single skater that they have 
and you know we really do have a lot of strong skaters um, and we have so much opportunity for podiums down the line over the next four years we have so many youngsters coming up that uh, really have so much potential and promise as well so um, we need to make sure that we're giving equal and fair support to every single one um, because you never know who's going to be on top and uh, it should be that way that's what competition is for we can't just have predicted winners every single time there's a competition um, because that's what loses the authenticity of this sport. Um, so yeah, anyways, uh, it was a great Four Continents. Um, shout out to anybody that uh, saw me at the event or came to uh, speak to me. It was really fun talking to you all, whether it was at the arena or it was walking around in Target. I really appreciate getting to talk through skating with everybody. Um, and I really appreciate the support on this podcast. Uh, I love doing it. So hearing that you guys love listening to it means a lot. So thank you so much. Um, and I can't wait to talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.